Three the Pro Way is brought to you by that legendary play. From historic moments to triumphant victories, iconic plays are immortalized at thatlegendaryplay.com. Hey guys, this is Todd from Three the Pro Way. This week's episode of Three the Pro Way features former professional figure skater Kelly Hobbs. Kelly shares with us the very interesting circumstances that began her path to figure skating and the hard work and long hours she put in to exemplify the discipline, dedication, and endurance needed to be successful in the sport. Kelly is now a U.S. figure skating Category A coach who has received her master rating in moves in the field and certified in free skate. Kelly has been coaching for more than 11 years and works on the Scott Hamilton Skating Club and Learn to Skate program in partnership with the Nashville Predators. You'll definitely want to download this episode that will give you a closer look into a sport that is quickly growing here in the South. Welcome to Three the Pro Way. We've got another exciting episode for you guys. I'm here with my partners, Joey Kent and Kevin Dyson. Today we got Kelly Hobbs in the building, you know, professional skater. Now she's a professional coach. She does a lot of other things. That, and we're going to just let Kelly go ahead and start talking about it. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Happy Absolutely. To be here. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So, yeah. Kelly, we recognize that a dream starts when you're little. So let's talk about growing up and wanting to get into figure skating. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Rockford, Illinois. Um, you know, it was, I kind of found figure skating uh, accidentally in a way, you know, I, I was a premature baby um, and I was very healthy, super fortunate, but um, I had this kind of weird issue with my hypothalamus, which is like the, you know, kind of like the temperature control regulator in your body. And that was like the one thing that was kind of a miss. And um, I would overheat really easily. So I was a busy kid, you know, I just like loved to be outside and I loved activities and I wanted to take dance class and I wanted to do all the things. And, you know, I kept overheating, like I would actually overheat, you know, I'd have heat stroke and it could be kind of scary. And so my mom, you know, just kind of desperate for something, um, took me to a birthday party at a figure skate, an ice rink, and there were figure skaters there and I loved it. And she thought, Oh, answer prayer, you know, finally, like, this is something she can do. It's cold out here and maybe she won't overheat. And that is kind of how, you know, I got my start. Um, and it definitely was like, you know, love at first sight or love at first skate, um, and it kind of took off from there. So it's really, you know, I always joke with my kids. It's really the only sport I'm good at, <laughs> you know, um, I, I quickly learned that, you know, it had my heart and I loved it and I wanted to get as great at that sport as I could. Hey, so, Kelly, talk about like the training regimen. And first of all, how old were you yeah, when you first started? And like, talk about that training regimen, you know? Yeah. So I think she, you know, took me to that ice rink. I was probably about five years old and okay. I immediately wanted to take lessons and it started out, um, you know, pretty simple. It was just learn to skate group lessons, yeah. um, you know, once a week. And then it kind of quickly, uh, turned into more. I think some coaches took some interest in me because I was really kind of fearless and willing to try anything. And they thought, Hey, this could be fun. And so a private coach kind of came up to my mom and said, would you consider, you know, having her 
work with me. And, you know, that kind of uh, took off from there. So it, it started out, you know, and it was a very gradual increase. And then, you know, by the time I was probably eight years old, I was skating before school, sometimes after school. Um, and then at like nine years old, um, I had my first huge kind of injury um, skating. And that was like a very pivotal point, I think, in my life and just in skating in general. Um, I, I ended up breaking my tibia, doing a double jump. And it was pretty, you know, pretty big deal for a nine-year-old yeah. and um, pretty big deal for my family because it was kind of like that reality of like, whoa, you know, she's really doing these things. She's doing double jumps. And this is a this is a, you know, a commitment here and, you know, recovering from that, um, you know, we can get kind of more into that later, but that was my first, um, kind of taste of like the mental side of the sport and how important it was to keep a positive outlook, how to work my brain. So I wasn't, you know, terrified to go back out and skate again. Um, and you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but anyhow, um, I, got back out on the ice after I healed and I, you know, kept training and I was super fortunate, you know, I grew up in a town where uh, skating was, you know, they, they treated me like, Hey, you are doing something really cool. And so the schools worked with us. I didn't have to go to a full day of school. I got to do, you know, skating in the morning. I'd go to a condensed school schedule. I never homeschooled, but I was home, you know, um, I, I was at the rink most of the time. And so I would, you know, skate, short school day, skate again, off ice training, what have you, and then get home, homework, bed, wake up, repeat. And, you know, that kind of got me through like my preteen years. And then it kind of escalated from there. It became, hey, you know, you could really make something of this. And I started to travel to train and spent some time out in Colorado Springs. And, you know, I just, I tried to, um, you know, I knew I wanted to get as far as I could in the sport and I was kind of willing to do whatever it took to get there. Um, and so, you know, my, my childhood was spent at the ice rink in many ways and, you know, no regrets. I, I love it, but it definitely, you know, it, it gave me that identity of figure skater. And I just, you know, people in my town knew me as, oh yeah, she's a skater. And, you know, she's, you know, that, that was kind of the stamp that was part of the introduction, you know, this is Kelly, she's the figure skater. And, you know, when I went to college, um, that was a, it, it was interesting because then I was no longer Kelly, the figure skater. I was kind of transitioning out of the sport and trying to find my way. And, um, you know, I think that's probably what you all are kind of interested in is what happened, what happened next. Right. Well, what's interesting about your story is though, you found your calling early in life yeah, and, and you pursued, pursued that dream. And we did a pod not too long ago and we talked about when you have your calling and the what's after you climb that mountain, what do you do? But to find it at five mm -hmm. and to put the work in the time, the energy, the commitment at five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, break your leg. Yeah. Right. Because you talk about muscular development and things of that nature and break your leg and still have that drive to go further in, in the sport that very few make it in. I mean, that speaks volumes about your work ethic and, and things of that nature. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I look back on it now and I think I, I loved it. You know, I truly loved what I was doing. Um, and when I, I remember, I mean, clear as day being nine years old and being told in that ER room that the leg was broken. I mean, of course I knew it was broken. I heard it snap, you know, but it was like, wait, what? It's broken. Don't you know what this means? And, you know, it throws off the trajectory of my whole, you know, season and I won't get to compete and I won't get to do the ice show. And it's funny to think that, you know, my son now is nine years old and I look at him and I'm like, gosh, that was, you know, I was in that little size body and um, so dedicated at such an early age. And, you know, I, I think, I think I was, I was meant to be a skater. And I think that being like the one thing that I knew I could do to kind of regulate the temperature. And luckily I grew out of that. Um, And so that was never really an issue down the line, but, you know, it, it, I was fortunate, but I, it definitely created a little bit of a bubble. And so like my scope of other sports, um, you know, for that time period was very minimal, you know, um, my kind of the depth of, you know, real world was very much kind of focused, hyper-focused in on that skating world. And when you're in it, it's the biggest thing ever. And then when you're not in it, you start to look around and go, oh, wait, you know, that was a interesting way of, living life for those years. Yeah, Kelly, we all have kids and we know how much time and effort and support it takes to, you know, raise kids and especially kids that are in sports, right? So can you speak to, you know, your support system, your parents that 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 were around you and that pushed you um, during that time? Sure. Yeah. Um, again, you know, I think one of the things with skating, um, it's, it's hard because it's an expensive sport. Um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it it is what it is. And I think that, you know, the sport is growing in ways where it's trying to make it more accessible to all kinds of people, which is so important. Um, and I think that they're making progress there, but, you know, I, I grew up skating in the eighties and nineties and it was just, um, you know, my parents both worked, um, you know, kind of just, my, my mom worked um, at our family business and my dad, you know, was in the Air Force and we, we weren't super, super well off, but we were, we were lucky. We were fortunate. You know, we had the means to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very, you know, at the beginning, just we had a pretty idyllic setup. My parents, you know, would come to the competitions and cheer me on and everything was great. Um, but at 13, my parents um, got divorced and you know, that was, that was huge because suddenly it was, you know, I'm jogging back and forth between homes and, um, had a very strained relationship with my dad for a while and didn't feel like he was as supportive of the skating. And, you know, um, at the time my grandparents stepped in and kind of helped pick up some of the financial slack and, you know, we, it's all come back to a bunch happier place, but, you know, at 13 years old, and when you're really focused on, you know, trying to achieve what your, your hopes and dreams in a sport, and then to kind of have all of this going on. And the side was, it it was tricky because, you know, all their kids at the rink, they weren't going through that. And they were able to really focus on their training. And I saw them making all this progress. And I was, I was distracted as, as anyone would be, you know, um, going through something like that. Especially at 13. 
Yes. I know. I'm like, come on, guys of all the ages, really? Could you just (laughs) figure that out sooner or later? But, um, you know, I, again, I think it just gave me a different perspective. Um, and I, I always felt like I had, um, support and I had people in my corner. And again, you know, these opportunities, um, we had other families kind of help out. And I remember one summer I was, you know, going to go out and train in Colorado Springs and my mom had to work and, you know, I have an older sister. And so the family just kind of said, well, we'll take her, she can come with us. And, you know, it kind of took a village and pieced it together. Um, but, you know, it, it was definitely, um, I felt, it, you know, looking back now too, I think, wow, like the sacrifices that people made, I always joke, you know, one day I just want to buy my mom a car because she ran that minivan all around the Midwest, you know, before, before cell phones and, you know, opening maps and trying yeah, to find, man. you know, a, a dinky ice rink in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I mean, I think if I was asked that right now, I would be completely overwhelmed and she handled it like a champ, you know, I mean, she just um, really loved being there and, and supporting and um, she was kind of, you know, the best type of parent in the sense that, you know, she couldn't tell a triple toe from a double flip. She couldn't tell. Neither can I. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it came to like the technical parts of it, she was just like, great job, honey. You know? <laughs> and had the huge camcorder on her shoulder videotaping. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, that was also great, but you know, I, I was able, you know, skating is an interesting sport and it attracts all kinds kinds of interesting personalities. And I was privy to different parenting styles, if that makes sense. And so, you know, at the time I was kind of thinking like, wow, I'm glad my mom's not, you know, uh, being completely crazy here because you see a little bit of crazy sometimes. And that's uh, in all sports. You know, yeah. <laughs> 100%. That's, that's parents in all sports. You, you yeah. see that. Um, but you know, um, I definitely feel as though, um, I, I try and think of that and I pull a lot from, you know, how she, um, kind of treated the situations of winning or losing or, you know, um, setbacks, things like that. Um, she was really, really great at, I don't, I don't think she fully even knew how good she was at it at the time, but yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is, uh, when you talk about a dream for a kid and, you, and your parents split and I don't know how you feel, maybe, and we'll maybe get into this now, but we can get into it later. But you say your kid comes and say he wants to be a professional basketball player. And you, what do you do? You know, cause the dream is, and maybe your dad was more on that side of you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, you get a family, you provide and you do that thing. There's not a whole lot of money in ice skating or whatever it is. And there's a small percentage of people that go on to be Olympians and gold medals and do commercials and make money that way. Yeah. And so finding that balance of, of allowing a kid to live a dream, pursue yeah. their dream. And you found yours at five and the reality of life of realizing there's a very small percentage of people that are successful at professional athletics, let alone figure skating is right. probably even smaller, you know, and <laughs> we can all can attest to that and, and living out dreams and, and pursuing them, but trying to figure out life aside from that, but as a parent, yeah. and if your kid considering, you know, 
what you did, especially at a young age, as a parent, if your your kids come to you now and they say, hey, mom, I want to I want to go to Colorado Springs and train with this elite sprint coach so I can be the next foot great football player. What do you say to that? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I think my dad was, you know, the realist and it was like, wow, this sport's expensive. And you know, um, he saw that like needle in a haystack type of, you know, and, and, you know, we have a great relationship now, which is amazing. But I think at the time it was kind of like, Hey, you know, are we putting all our eggs in one basket and what, what's, what's going to kind of come of this. Um, and, you know, my mom, I think was definitely more of the dreamer and, you know, I, spoiler alert, you know, I didn't make it to the Olympics. Um, that was the dream I, I wanted to. And, <laughs> you know, I think she really let me believe that I was capable of it. Um, I don't think she ever promised it or ever said, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. And we're going to do this. I think though she allowed me to um, work toward it. Like it was one of the steps along the way, you know, like, Hey, just, we're going to work on this. And it was kind of taking those huge, the huge outcome and chopping it up into little pieces, you know, like, all right, well, right now let's do everything we can to help you with this. And so I think that's the approach I take to parenting too. It's funny. Like my, my oldest son, I mean, he would tell you, Hey, my dreams to play in the NBA and, you know, but he also loves baseball and he loves football and he just loves sports. And so, you know, I, I don't want to be the one to squash that dream. I, who's to say, you know, anything could happen. He could end up, you know, peaking at five, eight and we'll be like, yeah, sorry. But, <laughs> you know, my granddad was six, five. I'm like, Hey, maybe that height will come your way. Who, yeah. who knows? You know? And I think that that's what's um, so interesting about sports is, you know, we can't predict where we end up we can only work towards what's in front of us. And so I think, you know, as a parent, I just try to support and let him dabble. And, you know, he's most involved right now in baseball and we just started travel baseball, which is that can get expensive too. Yeah. 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 You know, and um, it's interesting because, you know, he, he loves it. And I feel like, wow, is this, you know, too much too soon? And, you're, I'm kind of looking at the landscape of youth sports and youth baseball. And I'm like, wow, okay, they're really getting going. And then I think, well, you know, that's what I was doing too. It just looked a little bit different. Um, so Kelly, that, that, that's a, that, uh, uh, just because of what you just said, um, we're in the South now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, Joyce from Alabama, I'm from Kentucky. Kevin's from Utah. Yeah. So that's different, but, um, <laughs> but how do you so because you know I know you said your son is doing baseball and basketball stuff, but is is figure skating and ice skating is that how do you sell that how do you get kids to listen to that in the south about going because you know I know they skating in Kenosha and all that stuff yeah yeah but, no that's that's a interesting point so when I first moved here I moved um my husband and I moved from Los Angeles uh, that's where we met and we moved here in two thousand and seven and I had been working in the music industry at the time. And I was coaching a little bit on the side and it's really kind of what, you know, I felt the biggest connection to coaching. And I thought, well, if we move to Nashville, that's what I want to do. You know, I'm kind of done with this music stuff. Um, I want to really work with, with kids and I want to do this on the ice and it's my passion. And I felt like it was kind of coming back to me at a good time. And um, 
you know, I moved here and there were two rinks. Um, there's a Centennial Sportsplex downtown. It's still there. And then there was a rink down in um, Franklin. Yep. And, um, you know, I thought, well, in, in Los Angeles, skating is huge. And in different areas around the country, as you said, you know, ice sports are much bigger. And I remember being at a grocery store and someone asking me, you know, at the checkout, like what I did for a living. And I said, oh, I coach figure skating. And I, she looked at me like I was a unicorn. Wait, what? <laughs> you do what? She's like, oh, no, but where? You know, and <laughs> I said, there's, there's two rinks here. And she said, really? I've lived here my whole life. I didn't even know that. And I thought, oh, wow, we got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> and so, you know, I think what has helped tremendously is, you know, the success of the Nashville Predators and that organization and their commitment to, you know, introducing sports um, and kind of building it from the ground up. So over the last few years, you know, we have, um, you know, there's two new Ford Ice Centers and, you know, I think that there's more in the works and hockey is growing exponentially. Um, figure skating is growing as well. And our learn to skate program is one of the top in the country, which, you know, when we first opened the Fordyce Center in Antioch, um, I was, you know, fortunate enough to be one of the first coaches on staff over there. And I think there were more coaches than kids the first week of classes, you know, just, it was hard getting the word out. Um, and I just think it, over the last six years, it's been tremendous growth. And I think um, it's moving in a great direction. So now when I tell people I coach figure skating, they're, answer is, or, you know, their, their, their next question is where, you know, where do you teach it? Not what you do that? Where, you know, just, they, they want to know, well, which are you, which Fort Ison are you at? Are you at Centennial? You know, so they, it's become a bigger topic of conversation and, you know, I'm starting to find that like the circles of sports within Nashville, you know, Nashville can be such a small town in so many ways. And I'll meet someone at you know, my son's baseball practice and I'll say, oh, hey, I taught your daughter, you know, a couple months ago. And it just I feel like people are treating skating and hockey and figure skating, you know, they're treating it more like a sport that their child uh, is capable of. Whereas before, I think it was like, oh, I don't know if my kid could do that. You know, it seemed like it was a different domain altogether. And now it's become a much more approachable place. And you know, I think it's a great skill to learn at a young age or at any age. I think it's great that we have adults who come in who said, you know, I've always wanted to learn to skate. Is it too late? No, absolutely not. You know, you might want to take a lesson <laughs> before you just throw on some skates and get out there. But, you know, it's it's a great sport to learn at any age for yeah, sure. I have Olympic dreams and I, it's not figure skating. I'm, I'm going to join the curling team. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get on there one day. I mean, I watched that. I'm fascinated by it. I just think, I, I think, did I miss my calling? Maybe I could have gone to the Olympics that way. You own, get a, do, get a do you own a small together. broom? I don't know what they call it. But I, do you, I don't know. A little I'm figure it out. Let's, let's get a co-ed team together. Okay, let's, let's just work this out. We both need to get to the Olympics. Okay, do it. The dream is not I mean, over then, right? The dream is I, not over. I, last Olympics, I watched those teams and I thought, okay, I could do that maybe. You know, I'm sure there's way more to it than I even realized, but it definitely seems like a late entry. <laughs> we could do that. We could make a big difference in the next, I don't know, maybe we need four, four more years. Come on, come on. Co there's, a co a co there's a co-ed team. I don't, yeah. and I don't think we're going to pull anything. It doesn't look like we're going to pull it. We might pull a shoulder when you do this broom right. sweep. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> we, can, we can start practicing now. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, Kelly, you know, you, you talk about that transition from life when you realized you were, I guess I say, done with ice skating for yourself personally. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What was that transition like for you? That was a mess. <laughs> it was a disaster. Um, you know, I, I, I was a pretty good student. Um, I mean, but I, I grew up in a Rockford. It wasn't a tiny town, but it was, I definitely had a case of like big fish, small pond. Um, I went to a public high school and I did well and um, graduated, you know, 4.0 and all the things, you know, and I, I chose to go to University of Wisconsin in Madison. Um, and I loved like the whole idea of like the big college and big 10 and football games and having kind of some of those experiences that maybe I didn't totally have in high school that I maybe missed out on. And, you know, they had a recreational skating team, but um, at that time, again, the sports grown a lot, but there weren't a whole lot of collegiate opportunities. And so it was kind of the, you know, you either make it, you know, um, as a skater and you keep going and you're, you know, at the top of the country at nationals. And then, you know, you represent your um, country at worlds or you go on to the Olympics. And, you know, I didn't make it as far as I hoped to make it. And I felt like, you know, I didn't totally know who I, who I was because I just had hoped and dreamed of more. And not only that, you know, again, like I said, I had a very supportive family, but I couldn't help but feel like I maybe was letting someone down, letting my coaches down or letting my parents down again, like they sacrificed a lot. They changed their entire lifestyle. Um, you know, so I got to this, you know, big, huge university and I just kind of thought, well, you know, what, what do I do with all this time? You know, (laughs) I've got these classes, but I was used to having, you know, six, eight hours of training on top of schoolwork a day, you know, and all of a sudden it was like, I've got two classes today. What am I going to do with the rest of my time? And, you know, I struggled with confidence. I struggled with, you know, identity outside of my sport. You know, I just thought, well, if I can't tell everyone I'm a figure skater, what do I say? You know, I'm just Kelly. And is that it? You know, and so I ended up changing my major three times. Um, I stayed in school and I did great and I graduated, but it really kind of caught up to me, you know, in college. I, I was definitely... Um, I, I didn't have the determination and the focus that I had on the ice when it came to the other areas of my life. Um, and so it took me a good while kind of post-college to sort of figure out all of that. Um, and it took a lot of trial and error and trying different professions and figuring out if that's who I was or what I wanted to be. And, you know, it's something I'm super passionate about. And I feel like this is such an awesome podcast that you all are doing. And, you know, just recently I um, started, I went back to school. I'm now in a master's program and I'm, you know, pursuing a a degree in sports and performance psychology. Mm. That to me is um, something I've always been passionate about, but it, it makes a lot of sense in this context. You know, I, I don't think the transition um, from competitive sports and from elite sports into, you know, the next stages is easy for everyone. Um, some people might have it really dialed in and 
that's awesome. But I think there's a lot of people who really struggle with taking the great things from their sport and applying it to the next phase of life. Um, I had, <laughs> I unfortunately took some of the not so great things from my sport and got stuck with them. You know, it was the comparison. It was yeah. uh, body image, negative body image. It was self-talk that was not positive. And, you know, so that's something I would really love to help athletes with in the future. Hey, Kelly, something that really resonated with me is like, like what you just said, as far as like you, like you felt bad, right? You didn't know what you wanted to do after you made, you know, that transition. Um, like how, like, how do you feel now as far as looking back on that, that time period in, in your life? Yeah. I mean, I think I have a lot more, um, understanding and appreciation for everyone involved in that scenario, you know, myself included, I think I gave it the best, you know, the most effort. I think I worked hard. I tried hard. And I think back to what you said earlier, you know, the making the Olympic team or even making a national team in figure skating is incredibly difficult. And you can be the best skater and the most skilled and have the best quads in the world, you know, and it comes down to those few performances and it comes down to subjective judging and it comes down to a lot of things that are just really out of your control. And so, you know, I, I think I would, I look back on that and I can see, you know, that whole idea of you can connect the dots going backwards. Like I, I know why those life experiences happened to me. I know why I didn't make it as far as I hoped. And, um, I couldn't see the beauty in that at the time, but now I really, can. I think that it just opened the doors for other life experiences. And, you know, I, I kind of grew up with the mentality of thinking if I make it to the Olympics, that's everything I'll have everything I need. It's all I want, you know, and I think I've seen a trend and it's apparent in the news today that, you know, a lot of Olympians and athletes are speaking out that, you know, they, they got what they wanted and it still didn't, fulfill them or make them happy. And they struggled, you know, with mental issues after that, you know, it wasn't like, Hey, I won the Olympics and everything is great. And now I can go on and take these endorsements and sponsorships and, you know, it happens for some people again, but it's just, everyone is different. And, you know, I think, um, that whole mentality of thinking, um, my way of thinking as a kid was a little bit flawed. Um, you know, and like I said, no regrets, but I, I can look back on that now and kind of, I can really appreciate, I, I'm glad that it all worked out the way it did. The thing, thing about for me is, you know, I, I was drafted and, you know, when you're drafted in the NFL, you, you know, you're 21, 23 years old and you think you're going to play for 10, 12, 15 years, I played mm -hmm. four years. So I'm, I'm done when I'm 26, 27. Um, and you know, the, the, you come to that realization of like, you feel like you let a lot of people down. You let yourself down, you let your family mm -hmm. down. Um, and it's, it's some things that you, I mean, I still deal with that, that trauma now. Like you, yeah. you, you think about like, man, if I would have played 10 years or I would play eight years, what would my life look like? Exactly. And I, I'm going to piggyback off of that. And I said this before on another podcast, you know, I've, I've compared leaving your dream to recovering from an addiction. Mm -hmm. going through that 12-step process you, there's a there's denial there's mm -hmm. acceptance 
there's depression. Yes. yes you know, yeah. there, there's a lot. That, and I can admit it now. I've been retired 15 years. But when you're in it, when, you, yeah. it's, it's hard for you to, yeah. to, to yeah. like verbalize, verbalize that, to, that to, to, to somebody else. Yeah. And you think everyone else is just looking at you. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. I agree. I, I've also heard it compared to just grief. You know, it's like yeah. losing um, and it's not losing a loved one. It's losing, you know, that dream. And it's losing that hope of what you thought was yeah. your be. life was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to like pivot and just be completely open to like what was in front of me. Instead, I spent a lot of years thinking like, well, how else am I going to prove myself or how else am I going to, you know, I, I think inherently I'm a little bit of a people pleaser and it took me a long time to figure that out. But, you know, I think it was like, well, what can I do to impress people now? You know, and that's just not a healthy way to, to live life. But, you know, when you talk about, so your, your career being um, shorter than you anticipated, you kind of get thrown into like thinking you've got to make all these other decisions or um, life choices right then because you know you thought you had more time and you thought it was going to end up differently and then I don't know I think I really had to I scrambled and I maybe didn't make some great choices and you know I just sort of had a very bumpy road trying to figure out like this new version of myself and who I was and what I wanted to be and you know I think that that's something that it's so great that more people are kind of, that's part of the conversation now. And I think about it for my own kids, you know, just making sure that they know the sports are, you know, what they do. They're not who it's not what, who they are. Um, that's what my mom told me when I left Utah to come to Tennessee, she said, remember football is what you do, not who you are. That's amazing. And that's mm-hmm. such good, awesome mom advice. I love, I love her for saying that. And I feel like I want to, you know, kind of instill that in my kids as but, well. But it's, it's so hard to talk about it though, because, you know, I mean, it's, it's very, it's, it's a small amount of people that make it to professional ranks. Right. And then if you don't make it to where you think you should be, like, who do you turn to? Like, you know, a lot of people are not going to feel sorry for you because you, you know, for a football You've player, done what they wanted to do. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you made a lot of money, you made it. Right. And then right. now you're 26, 27, what do you do? Like, who do you talk to? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, I think probably with football, um, you know, with skating, it's not like there's this never ending career path (laughs) that opens, you know, like, okay, you're done skating. (laughs) Now you get to go, you know, make thousands of dollars in this job. It's, you know, you coach or you do shows or you, I don't know. I mean, figure skating judges don't even get paid. That's not even a career path. So it's just very limited, what you can do within the sport. And, you know, I, I suppose the same is true, like, you know, football players, whether they go on to be announcers or, you know, coaches, those, there's only so many of those. And then you kind of have to go, well, okay, I have this skill set. I have these amazing life lessons. I have this inner strength and I have the ability to be awesome under pressure, but now what, you know, what do I do with that? And there isn't like a roadmap. There isn't a manual that they give you like upon, you know, completion of your (laughs) football experience and say, here you go, sir, you know, take this. And um, so I, I, you know, I, I think that's a good question. Like, who do you turn to? Um, And I also think a good question is, you know, can, and this is something I kind of hope to figure out through 
you know, the courses I'm taking is at what point do you like the mental training skills? Like how early can we introduce those to kids? How, how soon in the process can we kind of give them these, like this toolbox? So they have a little bit, they're more equipped as they get older to kind of look at the scenario and have a perspective that is, you know, um, gives them the ability to kind of make that turn and hopefully not struggle as much as, you know, some of us did. Well, you look at it now, you know, with the social media era, era, like kids see football players, basketball players on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and -hmm. they think it's easy. They think a lot of kids make it to college and make it to the pros, but it's so few, the percentage is so small. Um, and I think it makes it harder on the parent now, right? So the parent is telling the kids, like, you need to work harder, this and that. But kids looking at Instagram and Twitter, like, okay, this guy or that guy made it, this guy, that guy made it, and I can do it too. So it's just, it's just harder. I think it's harder on the parent now because it, yeah, it, it's just, you know, it's just harder in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't grow up with the comparison. I mean, I who knows if I would have survived that one. Okay. I mean, I, my comparison was, you know, just what I was seeing at the rink. So I would look and be like, wow, Carrie got a double axel. Well, I better get my butt to work. Yeah. I better work and figure this out because like, if she's doing, I got to do it. I didn't have that constant, you know, looking at the phone and scrolling and seeing, you know, someone half my age accomplishing that or someone, you know, not only doing that, but, you know, excelling and, it's more difficult now because it's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of the reality. I mean, it, I'm always curious if, you know, Instagram and all that will be here for the long, long, long haul, who knows, but, you know, I think kind of that idea of, um, I've had some skating parents ask me, and this is something, you know, kind of interesting to think about. There, there aren't a whole lot of scholarships in figure skating and they're, isn't a simple, easy trajectory, you know, it's very bumpy. Um, but they'll say, you know, like, I've, I've had parents look at me and say, like, this is a huge investment, like, what are we going to get out of this? And it's a hard question to answer, because, you know, I have to look at them and say, well, you know, I don't know if getting something out of this is the reason to be in this. I think you're in this because, you know, you see your child, um, learning some awesome skills of discipline, uh, learning how to be, you know, competitive in a very competitive environment, which will help them, you know, in the working world far, far down the line. Um, But there isn't a payoff, you know, and um, I, I think that that's something too, that is interesting to consider as a parent, you know, I also feel like there's skaters and stuff who have shown so much potential and, you know, you think everything's on the right track and then they come to you one day and go, Hey, you know what? You know, little Christine's decided she's done. I'm like, wait, what? How's she done? She can't be done. She's doing amazing. What do you mean she's done? Well, you know, she started playing soccer and soccer coach thinks she's really good. So she's going to go do soccer now. And I'm like, what? No, you know, and I, I look at those things and I think, you know, our, the, the way that, you know, we kind of handle youth sports is, um, it's always interesting and it's always, um, you know, I think everyone's kind of, most parents are usually in it for the right reasons, which is great. But I think, you know, kind of going back to that idea of 
comparison or like, how do I tell my kids, you know, if they are, aren't going to make it in something, um, you know, I think if we just kind of let them lead the way and support as best as we can and let them believe the big dreams and let them, you know, kind of figure out, um, the, the pathway and the trajectory. And then we kind of support it the best way possible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I think one of the inter- interesting things for you is that as you you talked about, like how you originally got into figure skating and then just your path to realizing that it, it didn't you didn't go to the Olympics and those type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting for me to to know that now you're a coach. Now that you're telling these other kids, hey, you know, this is how we have to do this. And this, you know, you said parents, sometimes they come to you and they say, hey, we want to do something different. But what you haven't mentioned is that you get to work with one of the goats of, of figure skating, uh, Scott Hamilton. Yeah. So then people are like, well, you, you would, you work with Scott Hamilton, you know? So how can you tell me that this isn't great? You know, I think that's it's stuff like that, that people don't understand. I think. Yeah. And I mean, Scott is not only, he's just the most amazing person and his um, life story and how he got involved in skating and, you know, what he gives back to the sport. We're so lucky to have him in Nashville. And, you know, it was, again, you know, if you had asked me 20 years ago, who, who, what would be your dream scenario? I would have said to work for Scott Hamilton. And I, don't know how the stars aligned that I had the opportunity to not only like meet him, but then work for him. Um, but he really is. He's, he's great because of his skating accomplishments and he's great because of his ability to just take on health challenges and life challenges and face them and get through them with such strength and grace. It's, it's awesome. And, you know, he, he creates such an atmosphere of fun at the rink. And I mean, I think we all want to see kids get to their utmost potential in the sport. Um, And he, you know, the staff of coaches, he's brought in some really great people and he has, um, you know, Olympic level coaches on staff and, you know, but he also really wants it to just to be a place that is fun where kids want to hang out where adults want to hang out. You know, again, going back to that, it's never too late to skate. It isn't just a sport about youth. Um, it definitely has that reputation, but there's opportunities for adults, you know, and as you said, there's opportunities to start a curling team, you know, there's opportunities to do adult hockey and, you know, hang out and have a few beers afterwards. There's, there's great things that can come. Um, but, you know, I think that having that idea of, okay, this is a training facility and, you know, we've got kids here to train and will they be the next Olympian? Um, it, it's one of those things that, again, I think we just have to try to get these skaters to be the best that they can be and let them work toward that and know that, hey, this is something that we would, you know, how cool would it be if, you know, in eight years we had an Olympian that trained in Nashville. We haven't really ever had that. And it's, it's possible. I mean, it's 100% possible. We've got a great depth of talent and we're starting kids, you know, skating at all ages and they're developing, you know, into amazing skaters. And I've seen such a huge difference just with opening another facility. It's just brought more people in and more people that want to, you know, um, be a part of the sport. So, you know, you think, well, gosh, it's possible, you know, it, 
And I think, again, it's just not squashing that dream and saying, hey, it could happen, but that's not all that can happen from this sport. You know, there's other good things along the way and, you know, you're in it for hopefully the long haul, like hopefully skating is a part of, you know, these kids' lives in some way, shape or form, and they have good memories, but most importantly, that they go on to be great humans and great people and have a little bit more of that, um, you know, some of the stuff that maybe didn't get addressed in the 80s and the 90s, maybe we can address now. Maybe we can talk about this stuff in a, you know, at, at an earlier time and say, hey, let's talk about this, you know, anxiety you're having, or how about we get into your confidence issues? Like, why don't we kind of make that part of the training? So we're training, you know, your body, we're training the sport, we're getting your skills. And then we're also training your mind to be able to handle the ups and downs that come with any sport. So how do you find that balance and of coaching a kid through maybe a difficult time in their training or that kid, you're like, you know what, this might not be the sport for you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, because but- you know that, you know, the kid that has it. it. Yeah. You know, the kid, you, uh, it's easy to identify the kid that has it. Right. Right. Yeah. Then what about the kid that you like? Ah. Doesn't quite have it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of those, right? <laughs> right. You right. Know, that's that's with any sport, right? right. There's right. the the kid that has it. Um, one thing I really like to think about is, you know, having it isn't um, a constant. It's a variable. You know, it's hmm. you can have it for not, a short time. Maybe, maybe not to work at it. Right. And and you can be, you know, at the you can peak at age 10 in figure skating. It's crazy, you know, and it can be a downhill slide from there. So I kind of approach it from, you know, let's work with what we've got and make the best of what we have, you know? Um, and I, I think that's kind of a mentality that more and more coaches are um, applying. And also, you know, there's different areas of figure skating now it isn't just you know there's ice dance and there's pair skating and now there's synchronized skating which I think will be hopefully an Olympic sport this in in 2022 Um, but that's like a team sport on ice where it's about the formations and working together I think there's like 16 skaters out on the ice and that's something they're developing there's a theater on ice program where you know you might look at a skater and go okay maybe jumping is not your thing Mm-hmm. but you are super animated and you have great personality. How would you feel about learning how to be theatrical on the ice? And there's opportunities that direction. So I think as coaches, it's, it's kind of on us. We've got to get creative and we've got to like find and guide them into where they will be successful because ultimately I think longevity and the sport and sticking it out is where you see the payoff. You know, if you are, hot and great at age seven and everyone's going, you're it, this is the one, you know, and then it's likely that that kid can burn out by 10. Whereas if you have kind of like that slow, steady burner where, you know, they're showing up and they're doing the work and maybe they're not, you know, the one that's jumping out as being the star, they might be the one who sticks it out because they want it. You know, they might be the one who is willing to put in the work when the other one's going, I don't need to practice. I'm good. I got this, you know, and they're putting in the extra hours. And sometimes it's like those late bloomers that you go, wow, they've really evolved into more than, you know, as a coach, more than I even anticipated. 
Have you run into anybody remind you of yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Wow. We're going deep. (laughs) Um, Have I, I don't know. You know, I, within skating or just in the world and in, in, in skating, your, your drive, your work ethic, that, that narrow focus, personality. Person, yeah. That, that narrow, I'm, this is my dream focus. You know, I, I don't know. I think that I see, um, a lot of great coaches that I want to emulate. I don't know if I see them though and think, Hey, they're, they're like me. I think I, I've always come from a place of wanting to learn more. You know, I'm curious and I like to watch people and observe. No, I'm talking about like a young kid, like, Oh, a kid. Yeah. That reminds you of yourself as a kid. That Yeah. That's an easier one to answer. Yes. I feel like I have. Um, I was all about the performance. Um, and I think that there's a certain aspect of that that can't be taught per se. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the kid who was like jamming on my boom box in my basement, making up routines, just full on wanted to be, you know, theatrical. Just, yeah. And all eyes on me. Like I loved an audience. I loved it. I loved the clapping. I loved when I fell and everyone, went, Ooh, you know, I just liked the reaction. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that sometimes that's an inherent, um, skill and sometimes it can be taught and trained but I I've had a couple skaters through the years who just have it and that's what kind of what you're getting at before some kids have that little component where I think you know I don't have to teach you to interpret the music you feel the music you are the music you are here for that but I do need to teach you how to do a double axle and I do need to teach you how to hold that spin and you know I do need to teach you how to point your toes but I can trust that when it comes time to perform, they're going to turn it on. And um, again, that's, I think, one of those things that I don't know where I got that from. Uh, my sister and I could not be more different. You know, she is total introvert, like at the rink she skated to, and she didn't really totally take to it as is long, but she loved it. Um, but you know, she was like the bookworm reading and I was the one who was just like watching all the other skaters and, literally trying to do what they were doing. I mean, to probably embarrassing myself in the process, but you know, like that to me was just all about like, how do I perform and, you know, how do I really bring joy to people? I loved that part of skating. What is the, what is the toughest aspect of figure skating in your opinion? Well, I mean, there's a lot of, I think just, the core of the sport is, you know, you fall and you have to get back up, you fall, you have to get back up, you fall, you have to get back up. And I think that there are times where, you know, it's, it's painful and emotionally painful and physically painful. And, you know, it's that um, having the drive to keep going when everything looks like it's not working out, you know, when you're trying to learn a new skill and you're just not getting it. Um, it's very, very hard to keep your motivation when the failure is so apparent, you know, you fall, like anyone could turn on figure skating. They don't have to know anything about the sport. And if you're out there wiping up the ice, you know, it's apparent that something's not right. And it's, um, 
it's a, a it's unique in that it's a blend of performance and athleticism. Um, and so I think that that can be hard too, because, you know, we're not up against a clock, we're not racing. Um, and so, you know, it's just like, as a sport and having that idea of like, well, I've not done what I hoped I would do yet. People are watching me. So I got up, got to get up and continue and get back to the music. And, you know, it can be challenging um, for a lot of people because it's a lot easier to give up and walk away, but you can't, the music's still playing, you know, there's people watching, you got to keep going. So, so what is, what is your plan Cause I know you, you say you're working on your masters and I, I think the topic is uh, what you're Perfect. trying to do is, is awesome. I mean, yeah. cause more people need to, to study that type of stuff. Thank so you. what is your plan after you finish, you know, your masters, what, what are you trying to do? I think ideally, I mean, I, I always see myself working as a skating coach in some capacity, but you know, over the last few years, whether it's, you know, being a parent or whether it was, you know, COVID and quarantine, I just sort of really reassessed, you know, what, what do I want um, to do with my life? And how do I want to make a difference? Um, I love teaching skating, but I, I feel like, you know, teaching triple Lutzes and, you know, double sow cows might not fully be like feeding my soul. And so, you know, I, I started taking these courses just with the hopes of maybe being able to be um, probably starting out in figure skating and maybe branching out from there. But again, kind of answering this, this question of would it benefit our athletes to start working with them on mental skills earlier? You know, I, I think sometimes it's like, it becomes like the band aid. you know, wow, this skater is having a really hard time with XYZ. Let's get a sports psychologist involved. And it's almost like, well, why did we wait for it to get to that point? Right. You know, maybe we could have been more preemptive. And so I would love to start working with skaters in that capacity. Um, I would love to do workshops and clinics. And I've, I've had, you know, the privilege of doing a few things already at the rink. Um, you know, we did like a little mini workshop on teamwork with this new skating team and what it's like to be, you know, there's girls that are eight years old through 13 years old, and there's an eight-year-old, eight-year-olds and 13-year-olds are very different, as we all know. And so how do we bring these together and help them understand, you know, their communication styles are very different and their learning styles are different, their interests are different, but yet they're meant to be working together as a team. And, you know, who on this team has the qualities of a leader and who on this team has the patience to help the, you know, ones who are struggling? And, we all have our roles. Um, so I think it's just kind of taking like a little bit more of like a holistic approach to, um, skating. That's kind of my wheelhouse. I know skating and I know, um, you know, enough of the language. It's funny, like the class I'm taking right now in my program is, um, it's for whatever reason, it's become very baseball centric, which is good for me because, you know, with my kids playing baseball, I need to know the language, but, there's really like a lot about baseball that I don't know. And I'm starting to realize, you know, how many nuances come with each sport. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about football. I love to watch it, but, you know, going and speaking to a group of, you know, high school football players, I don't know if I could walk the walk. I think they'd be like, well, you know, I gotta, so 
eventually, you know, I would love to branch out and I could see myself working in other sports, but I also feel that there's a lot to learn about each sport before you just kind of walk in and say, Hey, I think I could help you with, you know, whatever mental skills, you know, you're having trouble with, or can we help give you these tools for your toolbox? Um, so it's definitely like a, you know, slow kind of crawl before I walk and walk before I run, but it, I, I think that there's a need for it. I really do. Um, I think that in skating, especially more and more skaters are kind of coming out and talking about the challenges that they've faced. And I don't think it's just skating. I mean, I think yeah. you can apply it to a lot of sports. I, I get, I get your point. I, I appreciate you saying that you want to learn more about sports, but I think it all blends in together because it's, it's just pressure. Mm-hmm. And these kids are, are facing more pressure than than we did, right? Because mm-hmm. yes. we talked about earlier as far as social media and everybody just knowing what everybody else is doing. Um, it's just so much pressure on these kids these days. Yeah, there really is. And again, kind of going back to like, who who do you turn to? Who do you talk to? You know, sometimes I don't think a skater wants to come to me as their coach if I'm wearing my coaching hat, you know, because they don't want to show weakness or they don't want me to think, oh, well, we've got, you know, and I actually want them to come to me and, and open up and say that pressure might be coming from the, from the parent. Yeah. It could be coming from their parent. It could be coming from a sibling. It could be coming from a teacher. It could be coming from themselves. It could be coming from, you know, a whole multitude of things. And, you know, that's something that I kind of want my students to come to me and say, this is what's going on. I think it makes us a better coach to know that, but, you know, not everyone in every sport can go to their coach, or maybe they feel that, you know, they can't quite go to their parents, not because their parents wouldn't be understanding, but, you know, they don't want to show that, that, that vulnerability, they want to stay in the game and they want to stay in the sport. And, you know, I think it's a really great, beautiful thing that, you know, mental health just as a, you know, umbrella term is not, you know, it's so much more accepted and it's just such a a thing that we need to always bring into the discussion. Um, But, you know, just trying to create an environment where athletes can come to someone and, you know, I, to be a sports psychologist, you know, I would have to go on and get a doctorate and do I want to do that? Part of me is kind of like, Hey, Dr. Kelly sounds pretty awesome. Maybe I do. I don't know, but that's a lot of school and a lot of work. Um, but to practice sports psychology and to be a performance consultant and to, you know, um, be a coach consultant and also to, you know, help parents. I mean, I would love to be a resource for parents when they're going, I don't know how to best support my kid right now. You know, they're freaking out and I'm trying to, you know, pep them up with some Gatorade and fruit snacks and it's just not working. (laughs) You know, like they, we, we don't all like, I certainly don't have all the answers. And as parents, we don't have all the answers, but I think just having more places to turn and get perspective and information. And yeah, I mean, maybe that's where a lot of the sport crossover can come, you know, into play too, is I can learn a lot by watching a baseball team that I could pull into the skating world and vice versa. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. So Kelly, before we let you out of here, we always, before we finish up, we always like to finish up with a little thing we call this or that. Okay. So you have to pick, we'll give you two choices. And then you tell us which one you prefer, whether it's this or that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start off since you said um, 
you, you, you met your husband in L.A. and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to go West Coast or the South. Which would you pick? Oh, yeah. Oh, look at you. This is, yeah, I mean, if they could see me now, uh, I'm going to say South because I'm going to be I'm here now and I'm present. So South. There you go. I have I have a, I have a good one. Right. So you went to Wisconsin. Um, Michigan, Ohio State, you know, they're rivals, I guess. I guess rivals, you would say. Yeah. All right. Minnesota. Minnesota. So if you had to choose to beat Ohio State or Michigan, which one? Michigan, and I, I have very, very good. Oh, you said <laughs> you said you said it with your eyebrows right? up, like. <laughs> with, yeah. Tell me why? Why? I've got conviction. I got yeah, conviction. conviction. Ooh, um, so my grandfather went to Michigan State, and he he's like you know he was my hero, truly, like the first person in his family to go to college, first first you know to really make yeah. a life for himself outside of farming, and so I. I almost went to Michigan state. Um, you know, that school to me, I just like, I have, um, a lot of like good associations with that school. So if you're saying Michigan and you're not saying Michigan <laughs> state, easy, you know, I'm going to be like, easy. go green Trojans, you know? Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go to the skating. All right. So landing your first double axle or watching one of your students land one, what was greater feeling watching my students wow yeah awesome yeah full circle you know I think that again um to have that appreciation from a different set of eyes and a different perspective and a different it you know I I don't know I kind of feel like that about like with my kids too I don't know if you all have kids yeah yeah we do like watch them you know excel at something it's not like you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's not about me. It's not about, but I just love watching them feel good about their accomplishment. Absolutely. Awesome. That's so awesome. So we're going to wrap it up. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on today and talking to us. Um, I think what you're doing is great. Uh, we hope that, you know, your master's program works out. Then you can come back and cancel us three. (laughs) Hey, I would love to, I think you guys are really doing something awesome here. And it's just, it's really cool to look at, um, you know, how impactful sports can be and how they truly affect our lives well beyond you know, when we think we're done, right? I don't know if we're ever done. We're, we're not ever, you know, we never stop really truly being an athlete because we just live it in a different facet, different areas, different ways. Absolutely. And and I I feel like what you're doing, especially being in education now and us having kids ourselves is, it's just vital. I, I see some of the stuff in my own kid. He struggles mentally sometimes get over the hump or letting things go and Mm -hmm. you know i'm like it's not that serious and i'm trying to coach him through some things and so man i I really appreciate you sharing that and your passion for that because it's a need and again we talk about social emotional things in school and joy alluded to it with the social media and things like that um and having to deal with that in a school building i just want to say thank you because it is definite need for what you're embarking well, thank you. I hope that, um, you know, I can be working in that capacity soon. Got to stick through these classes. Who do I be back in school at 40? But, you know, I'm hey, I got my doctorate at 42. So you're all good. There you go. All right. Well, you give me hope. Maybe Dr. 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 Kelly. Kelly is in my there you go. Yes. 
Dr. Hobbs in the building. <laughs> love it. Love it. I love right. it. Thank you so much. Thanks all right. Me. Thank you all. It was good talking. All right. Have a good evening. Bye.